there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Live from New York City. My name is Doy Allen. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Vera. This is the Prayer Revolution. We're, we, we've started a prayer revolution. Welcome to the revolution. It's based on prayer. It's based on divine connection. And every morning we say a little prayer and we discuss what it means to bring the mood of prayer into our daily lives, to live in a mood of continuous connection to higher source, higher power, higher love. And uh, we have our good friend Vera Bhadra lead us in a morning prayer. And then we take it from there. That's our motto. We say a prayer and take it from there. So we're super, super glad that you're joining us. If you're new, welcome. Thank you for being here. If you're a regular, we love seeing you every day. Thank you so, so, so much for being here. Um, if you're listening on one of our podcast platforms, we have a live Zoom group that interacts with us. So we might call some of our people out, give some shout outs to our live audience here. And if you'd like to join our live Zoom audience, please write to us at prayerrevolution at bhaktisender.org. And we are happy to send you the info that we have to right now. Our zoom, our zoom link doesn't have a passcode. Does it zoomers? It's just no. So we should probably do that. Right? No, I got, I got shrugged shoulders like, ah, whatever. And so w when zoom first came out, it was like, everyone's going to hack your zoom count. And then I think after a week, all the, all the hackers were like, ah, I'm over it. <laughs> whatever. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like people are like teenagers. They just need something to destroy. You know what I mean? Like I remember when, when I was in high school, I won't get into all the stories now, but we would like look for things just, just to cause trouble, like no particular reason, you know? And so I think that at a certain point, the hackers are like, ah, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, maybe another time I'll tell you some of the things my friends would do driving around the city at night, looking, looking for things to, to disrupt. All right. All right. All right. That sounds like a good, uh, good, some, a good stories past, coming out. We had a few pastimes. There's one particular thing we used to do. I'll maybe share it later. Okay. Nothing, nothing, nothing too illegal or harmful. Just kind of. Just a, uh, just a little destruction. Just a little disruption. A little clean, a little clean destruction. Yeah. But anyways, right now we don't have a, a passcode to our Zoom account, but we'd love to have you join the live Zoom account. You can interact with us, see your face and uh interact on the chat board and but uh how you doing this morning Vera and and what do you got for us what's on your heart grateful what's, to be what's with on that you beautiful guys. heart of yours um well there is uh there's a prayer I'd like to share with you guys and yeah grateful um it's so funny Damodar and, and Arjun you know we're talking about effing stuff up and smashing car windows yeah, there's that there is that destructive nature within us all. Anybody ever felt like just, you know, kind of just destroying something, you know? Anyone ever seen office office space, you know, that that uh that printer just uh not working. <laughs> just not cutting it. What is the printer in your life is the question for today. Find the printer in your life and smash it. All right. Disclaimer, disclaimer. disclaimer. We did not we did not recommend that, period. <laughs> There's a world anarchy movie that began. It was the prayer. It's the prayer revolution. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, I was going in a different direction with my prayer, but, uh, you know, we could see Bring, mo some modifications. This calm morning. us down, Veer. Bring us back to our... <laughs> we, we read last night from the Bhagavad Gita in one of our community groups. We, have a, we went to India together last January. Um, if you'd like to come to India with us, please join us in the fall or January. We take India trips and we go and we uplift. We don't destroy anything. We go and we uplift ourselves. Um, but we had an India trip this last January and uh, the whole group came back and uh, we've just been continuously reading the Bhagavad Gita every Monday night. We've been doing it. And uh, it was a blessing actually to do it online because we thought, you know, how are we going to going anywhere and doing anything in New York City is a, is a, is a task. You know, you got to go somewhere and get on the subway and then you get out and you get, don't get home till 10 o'clock and then let's do it on Zoom. So we've been doing it on Zoom every week, reading a chapter of the Bhagavad Gita and discussing. And last night we read chapter 16, which is the light and the dark or the the higher and lower natures of the living being. And so um, bring us back to our higher nature, Vera, because we're always, yeah. we're always walking that tightrope, right? It's always right there. Both dogs are barking at us and it's like a, it's a choice. And mm -hmm. so we need, that's kind of the, that's part of, I think, the mood of prayer is to, um, to constantly, my dear Lord, bring me back to my higher self because I know what that lower self is capable of. And mm -hmm. I know it's, it's so close. It's like, it's right there at mm -hmm. the door waiting to get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So take us there, Vera. All right. Everybody that's joining in right now, let's get you guys to just pause. We're just going to spend a couple minutes and going, going within, going internal and setting our own intentions, connecting to our, our individual heart, and through prayer, through spiritual intention, connecting to the universal divine heart, connecting to our divine beloved. Can soften your body, close your eyes, pause whatever you're doing just for a couple minutes. My dear Lord, we live to give. When we approach every moment of life with the intention to serve, to uplift, and bring the best out of each person and situation, we begin to experience a spark of your divine splendor. We live to love. And when we go into every moment considering how we may express that love and service practically, we begin to experience the boundless joy that is our eternal nature, the nature of our soul. We access these divine intentions, which are the very nature of our souls when we remember you and connect with you through prayer, meditation, selfless service, and coming together with others with you in the center. Let us feel that connection with you and live these intentions as instruments of your divine will. My Lord, please help us to rise above fear. Please help us to go into our limitless nature, to awaken that limitless nature, that limitless capacity that each of us have to tolerate, to be compassionate, to respond with love, to respond with kindness, to see the beauty in this world, even amidst chaos and challenge, and to bring that beauty out of the people that we come into contact with, to see the spark within each other's hearts, and to fan that spark of spirituality, to fan that spark of truth, to be instruments that help one another to awaken to our eternal nature our pure spiritual nature. We call out your divine names, my Lord, the sacred 
language of Sanskrit, some of your many unlimited names, and call them out like a child calling out for the mother and father. Please take us under your shelter. Please lift us up. Please help us to feel that love that we're seeking as we call out your names. Help us to feel that connection and help us to share that with the world. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you, Doyang. Thank you for always. Thank you for being here. Day fifty something. Fifty-two, I think. Episode fifty-two. Ah, you've been here every single day. I came to New York in two thousand eleven. I met you, I think, probably a little bit after that, two thousand twelve, sometime. And anytime I've called on you, you've been there. Do you remember? Do you remember the first moment we met? The first moment we met, I want to say it's like in the stairs in the Bhakti Center or something, but I don't. I don't remember. I think it was, I think it was on the second floor in the Bhakti Center. Jai introduces, this is my friend Vera. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like this big momentous like moment. It was just like a casual meeting. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, uh, and the only thing I knew about you is that you did Marma and you were a Murdunga player. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you guys were playing Murdunga and you and Jai would sometimes have kirtans in the second floor with Gorni Tai. We would. Murdunga. We would. We would have some pretty wild kirtans down there. It's kind of like a, a five rhythms ecstatic dance meets kirtan. We just let it yeah, let it rip. flow. Let it rip. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, when I first met you, I met Ganesham also around the same time, another monk mm -hmm. that was living with Doyal in, in the Bhakti Center monastery. Was I was living as a monk in the, in the ashram? I was a monk? Yeah. You were. You hadn't, yeah, you hadn't moved out of the building yet. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I would, I would uh, get you and Ganesham confused because, you know, wearing saffron, you know, Italian boys, you know, shaved head, similar physiology, look like, look like blood brothers. And I'd, I'd get you guys confused for the first few weeks. I remember I was there. I'd be like, do you Ganesham, you know, and, uh, but I, I remember being, being in New York and uh, I, I, the, the immense amount of hospitality that I felt from every one of you guys. I remember another monk, Rasanath also, another monk, Pandit, like all these monks that were there, even though there was a major transition happening in the leadership and the monastery, you know, there was a lot of, lot, lot of changes happening. There was uh, the, that mood that really, I feel like that's still, that's still there, you know, today it's, it's like, the mood of divine hospitality, the moon, the mood of, of like meeting another person with loving kindness and intention and presence was so rich that I wasn't, I had no interest at that time. Like, not that I had no interest, but the vision for my life was not to like move into a temple and like help to run a temple in a community. I, I had a totally different plan for my life. And, um, and I think that that was the, that was really like the onset meeting Jai, uh, who's now my brother-in-law and meeting you and meeting the other monks and, and the, the different community members that were coming around. They just kind of captured my heart. And I just said, wow, you know, I'm going out in New York, I'm socializing, I've got clients, I've got business, but I've never experienced warmth like this from people that I've never met in my life. And I've been around a lot of spiritual communities and whatnot, but it, it, it was it was a very special flavor. It was very uh, 
it was like an authentic New York Bhakti experience. Yeah. All you I mean, New Yorkers out there, you know what I'm talking about, right? But you grew, I mean, you grew up in a Christian movement. You grew up in devotional communities. So, I mean, you, you, you feel that that was unique even throughout your life? I do. Yeah, I do. And, and I, I think that it was, you know, it's, it's uh, being growing up and being in your hometown, being in my hometown. Um, I, I experienced a lot of warmth. I look back at my life. I had so many mothers and fathers and, and you know, I look at the uncles and the big brothers and sisters that I had in community as a kid in Dallas. And um, it's easy to take it for granted. You know, it's easy. It's easy for, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's just kind of like it becomes like normalized and, uh, and not really very appreciated. And I think something we could all relate to just even with our families and friends in our life. And, uh, and so then going into the world, living in Australia for some time in Los Angeles and business and kind of being in the world, being very social and, and uh, whatnot. That, yeah, I met some really beautiful people. I met some incredible people. No question about that. And there was something that was very, there was very, um, yeah, like a, it was like, you know, when an atmosphere, you feel like you could like scoop, you know, like ice cream out of it, or it's like, it's like so thick, you could like, mm. actually like scoop something out of it and eat it. Mm. That the, the experience of, of hospitality, the experience of uh, real genuine devotion was was so palpable it was it, it definitely it started to, it started to stir something in my heart so yeah how did you know jai where did you meet how did you meet jai i met jai those of you that don't know jai is my brother-in-law he's a he's a, a big community builder and for the last 10 years at the Bhakti center amazing amazing person amazing brother for us and and he um i met jai through goravani uh, those of us that don't know, Gora, wow. Kirtan, big Kirtan artist and, you know, dear, dear friend of mine and many of ours. And he, um, I was in Bhakti Fest in 2010 and Gora was having this real kind of bad sinus infection. So I was giving him a treatment before he's going on, on set to uh, share a Kirtan at, at Bhakti Fest. And, and he just kind of like opened his eyes in like the middle of the session. He said, I had a vision. I was like, all right, here we go. You know, like Gora, Gora you know, you're trying to get him to relax and take her treatment. And these guys going and going mystical on me, you know, he's like, I, I saw you at the Bhakti Center in New York. And at this time, I had no idea, no plans to be in New York, nothing like that. So, where, yeah, where was this? Where were you in the world at this time? Joshua Tree, California, California. At, uh, Bhakti, Bhakti Fest. Okay. Yeah, big, okay. a, a big, big Kirtan festival in Joshua okay. Tree they have annually. Got it. Got it. And, and, um, and so I was like, okay, whatever, you know. And then a year later, there was a business opportunity for me to go out to New York, meet clients and, and, you know, check out New York. And when I was in New York, I reached out to Gora and I said, hey, somehow I'm coming out to New York, you know, and I knew he was spending time there. I said, anyone you want me to meet? And Jai was one of those people. So you got to meet Jai, you got to meet Raghunath. I mean, you know, spend time with Janavi, um, a few others, Farah, Bryn, a few other people. So he was like, I have a vision. I had a vision and you were in New York. And that was all he said? That's, yeah. And then we did, and then they just, you know, like, it, it went into the ether. I was like, Gora, just like, shut up. Like, let me, let me give you a treatment. Just relax. You know, don't, don't go all mystical on me right now. You know, I like see. New York. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I live in LA. Like, I've never even thought about it. I'm not even thinking about New York. And, and so, right. so there was a little seed. There was something he saw. And then mm. just, it just so happened a year later, there was a business opportunity and nothing connected to Gora. It was um, just for my, my own business. And, and he, at that time I reached out to him because I knew he was in New York. And so he, he told me to, to, he said, hey, there's a few people I really want you to meet if you're going to be spending time in New York. And, and Jai was one of those people. And, uh, mm. 
I met Jai actually, and in, I went to the Bhakti Center. I didn't know it was the Bhakti Center. I just went to an address that he'd given me. And, and um, meet me at this address. Meet me at this address, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and so I go over, so we meet him, we had a little lunch together, we were hanging out, and uh, I just thought it was his apartment. I, I really had no idea what, what it was. I, I, I just went into a space I think it was on the fifth floor. Um, yeah. Okay. And then we went down onto the first floor to exchange body work. And it was um, a, kind of like a storage space, like a closed down restaurant. And I said, what is this place? I was like, you're like walking around like you own the building. I was like, what is this place? He's like, he's like this is the Bhakti Center. And it was like one of those like, do, 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 do. I was like back in Joshua Tree, giving Gora a tree. I was like, <laughs> I'm in the Bhakti Center. I was like, this is not happening, you know? And, uh, and so it was, it was a pretty far out. <laughs> he was like, this is the Bhakti Center. Click lock the door and let you <laughs> And you are not leaving. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I, I, you know, he could have locked the door. I was happy to stay. I, I was happy to stay. You guys captured my heart. So it's a pretty wow. far out story, though. Pretty, pretty far out. So no, that, yeah. And you guys developed friendship from there. We did. We became like best buds, and we, yeah, we would exchange right. body work every week, and um, and hang. We would just have to hang out, you know. And, and and he was kind of just coming out of like a very like, you know, strong kind of monastic, very like yeah. disciplined like you know, kind of in the ashram together. He and yeah. I. Yeah. Like, like this, this kind of intensity of a, a monk, you know, and then he, you know, like, I'm just like this dude in New York one. And so then he started to like lighten up and, and then he's just this, he's this hilarious guy. He's just a total goofball. And, and of course, super deep also. And, and we struck up a really beautiful relationship. And of course there's so much, you know, so much goes beyond that. It's you know, the yeah. rest is history. We married sisters. We lived together for four years, you know, as couples in the Bhakti Center, and you know, have tried to give our life to to serving our teacher Radha Swami and serving the community. Mm -hmm. And and uh, yeah, and we're yeah, that's 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 and a little life, bit of it. Life was changed because of it. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Life has changed. <laughs> There was this whole, um, you know, it's, it's so, it's so just interesting to think of that idea of like the happenstances, so to speak, I don't know if that's a word, happenstance or circumstance or whatever of, of, of the people that we meet and where it takes us in life. And, you know, it's a question that gets up, brought up a lot of like destiny and free choice. And, and, and we just happen, there's people, there's serendipitous meetings that we have in our life that it's like, oh, I met this person and everything changed, you know? Yeah. And so there's this there's this funny comedy sketch like Aziz Ansari has this funny comedy sketch where he talks about his friends who uh, they're married. He's talking about he's like I have friends who are married and have kids right now. Like I think that too. Like I have friends that are, you're a friend of mine that's married and has a kid right now. You know, and uh, and and you think about that life and he'll ask stories of like where people met and it's like oh well we met we met in the parking lot of a Bed Bath and Beyond and you know it just so happened to be that we had similar cars parked next to each other. And, you know, I thought my car was her car and she thought my car was our car. And we kind of, you know, laughed a little bit. We ended up exchanging numbers and it ended up working out. Now we're married. We have kids. And he's like, that's an incredible story. It's very inspiring. Mm -hmm. He said, it's also incredibly anxiety producing. Because mm. he's like, what if I'm supposed to be at Bed Bath & Beyond right now? <laughs> <laughs> what if my life partner is in the parking lot and I'm missing them? 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so this idea of like this once in a lifetime opportunity is is waiting for you at a particular spot in time and space. You know, it's like, mm. it's like, you know, you went there and you happened to meet Jai and it's like everything changed and you invited you over to the Bhakti Center. And you know what I mean? Like this whole course of mm-hmm. life took place. And, um, you know, and it creates this also this anxiety of like, you know, I'm missing it. Like, what, what if I'm supposed to be, you know, what if I was like, oh, let's go over there. And like, oh, I don't want to go right now, but I'm supposed to go there, you know? And so <laughs> do you feel that, um, you know, it hint like, Corvani mentioned that vision for you and like he just had that little vision and then like you happened to come and meet Jai. Do you think that that was destined to happen one way or another, regardless of, you know, or do you feel that, you know, that there's these little windows of opportunity that if you don't take it, you're going to miss it? It's a great question. And, you know, it, like you said, it's, it's a, um, it's a question that we're discussing in any spiritual circle in the world is, is that, that kind of relationship between free will and God's will and divine will and nature's will. And um, my belief personally is that the, that, that, yeah, that, that was, that was destined to happen. You know, that, that was, that was something that was destined to happen. And that Gora, you know, is a, is a very connected person. He's, he's, I feel like one of the most connected people to the divine that I've ever met before. And, Mm. And so he is, he's picking up on something that's coming downstream. Like he's kind of having a vision of something, but he's kind of at a vantage point where I'm in a river and I'm moving in this river and he's kind of seeing something that's a little bit downstream. And I'm maybe my vision is like, I'm a little bit more in the water, so I don't see as far down. So I think that, yeah, he, he had a glimpse of, he had a vision of something that was, was Mm. destined to happen. And and of course, the conversation of destiny and free will is a, a beautiful um, dialogue, and and I and and that it's you know there are the general principles around it, and then it's also something that is is really meant to be kind of discussed in a very like empathic and compassionate um, mm. context, you know, in an individual basis, because um, sometimes destiny and free will brings up a lot of anguish for people, and. Um, mm. Yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, it brings up a lot of negative emotions, mm. you know, if, if, if someone's going through a difficulty or going through some suffering and struggling in life. And so mm. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking about it generally right now and, and personally, but that I, I see in my life that, yeah, that, that there is a higher power that is, um, that is giving me circumstances and experiences like opportunities for me to be able to respond to mm. and based on how I respond to them, you know, I either continue to experience deeper growth, transformation and connection to the divine, or I can see really where there's some work that needs to be done in my own consciousness and my own heart. So that's personally how I look at it. Um, kind of seeing everything as, as a, I'm in a school of love and I'm getting these different opportunities to grow and to learn and to, to, to self-realize, to awaken what's inside through these different experiences that I'm going through in life to mm-hmm. ultimately to be able, like we're sh- sharing in the prayer, to, to come to that fearless place, to come to that place where I'm soaring in the sky of limitlessness, that I'm no longer bound by circumstances. And, uh, and that love can flow unlimitedly and freely from my heart without condition. Mm. So that's a goal. That's a big lofty goal. And I'm, and I'm, I feel I'm far from that. I have, I have a ways to go with that, mm. but those are, those are my beliefs, what I've understood from the yoga teachings and spiritual scripture that I've studied and, 
that's that's kind of that's that's what I believe in it. It's something that um, it empowers me. That's why I believe it is that mm. the the experiment of believing that is empowering. Um, it's not just blind faith, but it's actually you know it's a spiritual technology when I apply it to my life that it leads to results. It leads to fulfillment, mm. to growth. So yeah. It's it's something that I've been I've been I've been working on a lot and meditating on a lot in my personal life of um, of uh, surrendering to that idea that I don't have to um, that really really what's meant to come to me will come to me and that mm-hmm. what's meant for me won't pass me by um, mm-hmm. because it's it's easy it's easy for me to to live. Um, in in an anxiety that um i'm going to miss out on the opportunities of life mm-hmm. and i think that um normally I, f- I find that all that energy and zest and whatever it is to try to like move and make things happen in the world or try to force myself to achieve or accomplish something it's it's i'm i'm, I'm actually f- I've, I've been forced by 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 life in a way grinding it down to to recognize that wow turn all that energy inward and towards krishna and and that by doing that um i'll 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 have the clarity of acceptance like i'll know when to when to step out and i'll know when to pause and wait you know and so um and and i i find it so like reading through the geats or other spiritual texts it's like you kind of start to see this lens of like Krishna constantly trying to tell us that over and over and over again. You know, just surrender to me. Just absorb your mind in me. Just think of me. Like you don't have to be. You don't have to be a Bed Bath and Beyond right now. Like I'll, I'll let you know when you need to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. But like, don't worry about it. Like I, you think that you need to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Now. Who do you think arranged it that those two cars were the same and that you parked in the same spot and all those things that you think are circumstances? It's like all of that thing. It's like it's 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 that there's that. There's that beautiful verse, um, you know, uh, from the Bhagavad Gita that even says that, you know, the, the illusion from the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the disillusioned soul thinks that they are the performer of activities in life, but actually, you know, they're, they're not the doer, that it's all being mm-hmm. carried out by material nature. Like I'm in some ways just a puppet being moved by material energy. And who, who is the Lord of that material energy? You know, Krishna is the Lord of that material energy. And so it's like recognizing like, oh, just... Just move me, Lord. You know what I mean. But mm-hmm. but in order for that to really make sense, I've got to I've got to I've got to invest. It's like it's not a, a path of inaction, but it's it's just as active. But it's you know, even even just my wife and I this morning we're having this conversation of just like how you know uh, busy how busy we are and also exhausted we feel sometimes. And it's like, why are we so tired all the time? Like we're not going anywhere, doing anything. You know what I mean? But we're, we're busying ourselves still with so many things. I mean, positive things. She's running her own business. She's making masks. She has a clothing line. I'm doing Zoom calls and work and et cetera. And it's like, where, how can we really start to like set the boundary of like, oh, this is the time that I need to not like just rush, 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 rush and accomplish all these things. Like set that boundary for me to, to invest a little bit more mm-hmm. to, in my faith with Krishna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And what, you, what I hear you sharing, you're, you're discovering what's most important to you and what actually helps you to stay in that consciousness mm. that helps you to stay in that, that, that evolved, you know, awakened consciousness 
Um, and you know, not to, yeah, to the tendency, I know I have it, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to it, the tendency to move into that, I'm the doer, I'm the controller, everything is resting on my shoulders. If I don't do it, it's not gonna happen. If I don't do it, something's gonna fail. If I don't go to bed, bath and beyond, I'm not gonna be my partner, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's like a mental breakdown, you know, putting, putting so much pressure on ourselves, and we're actually in a river. Right. We think like mm. we are we are the river. We are the ones that are moving the world. We are the ones that are creating the current, the ripples and the waves. We're in a river. Right. And we're, we're being moved. And and what I'm hearing you say is the investment in that consciousness to be able to see that, recognize that. And, yeah. And to set the time aside for that, and make sure that it doesn't. Yeah. Self-pressuring. It relieves self-pressuring. Someone wrote on the on the chat board. Uh, this is the verse. I, I thought I'd read this verse in purport, and I can we can uh, we can take this take this with us. It's yeah. uh, Bhagavad Gita chapter three, verse twenty-seven. It's a beautiful, beautiful verse. Prakrite kriyamana ni gunai karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudhatma kartaham itti manyate. The soul bewildered by the influence of false ego. The word for false ego is literally ahankar in the verse. Aham, I am kar, the doer. Kar, like karma, action. So I am the doer. I'm the actor. The spirit soul, bewildered by the influence of false ego, thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. It's a beautiful short purport that's kind of speaking to everything we were just mentioning. This is two persons, this is the commentary. Two persons, one in Krishna consciousness and the other in material consciousness, working on the same level, may appear to be working on the same platform, but there is a wide gulf of difference in their respective positions. The person in material consciousness is convinced by false ego that they are the doer of everything. They do not know that the mechanism of the body is produced by material nature which works under the supervision of the Supreme Lord. The materialistic person has no knowledge that ultimately they are under the control of Krishna. The person in false ego takes all credit for doing everything independently, and that is the symptom of their nescience. They do not know that this gross and subtle body is the creation of material nature under the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And as such, their bodily and mental activities should be engaged in the service of Krishna in Krishna consciousness. The ignorant person forgets that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is known as Rishikesh, or the master of the senses of the material body. For due to their long misuse of the senses and sense gratification, they are factually bewildered by the false ego, which makes them forget their eternal relationship with Krishna. So this idea that like, I've got to be somewhere, it's, I, I, I got to be somewhere right now. I got to go. It's, it's still the mentality of, I got to figure it out. It's on me. You know what I mean? I'm going to make it happen or I'm going to miss it. Like the idea of like, I made the right choice or I made the wrong choice is still the sense of like, I'm the doer. It's resting on me. And I think that what Krishna is asking here, what's being reminded of us in this verse is like, like, Krishna is not waiting for you at Bed Bath & Beyond. He's right here in front of you right now. And if you meet him, he'll tell you everywhere you need to go. Because it's not like it's your destiny isn't to meet that one person right there at that moment. Your destiny is to, 
it's going to, Krishna will make it happen. We'll move the pieces one way or another in order for you to fulfill that destiny of your life. Because the destiny of your life isn't for material circumstances to fall in place in a very particular way. It's meant for you to move towards surrendered love. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen that way, it's going to happen that way. You know, and I think that's the faith that that I that I try to have that that Krishna is urging us to have, is to um, is to have faith that 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 ocean will be reached, you know, the shores of that ocean will be reached. And so it's a, it's a beautiful one of my favorite verses from the Gita, a beautiful verse in purport. So I was thinking that wanted to share that. Beautiful, Mama. Thank you. Got a closing word, closing thought for us, Freya. What do you think? Yeah, just like uh, Krishna's saying to Arjuna on the battlefield, you know, that, okay, show up and fight. But the fight has already happened. The war is already won, you know. And, and so that, that combination of showing up 100% to what, is, what are we doing right now, guys? Well, what are we about to do right now? We're about to hop off prayer revolution? What y'all going to do today? So we're going to show up 100% to whatever we're going to do. I'm going to go and uh, have a little coaching session after this. Show up 100% and then surrender the results. I don't control the outcome of this. This person may never want to coach with me again after this, or this person you know, may have a total transformative experience. I don't control that. But I do, I can show up in the consciousness of being an instrument of service, being an instrument of, of support, knowing that God is within his heart. I can show up in that consciousness. I can be prepared and show up moment to moment in that consciousness. And then, like you said, I'm a puppet. Make me dance, you know, whatever it is that you, however you move me, I don't control that, right? And so um, let's show up 100% in our, in our consciousness, in our intention, in our prayer, in our mood. And the, the result is a beautiful opportunity for transformation. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vera. Thank you so much, everybody. So, so glad you guys tuned in today. Um, if you're listening on one of our podcast platforms, thank you for joining in. We love you. We're grateful that you're here. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe. Or if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, go listen on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a written review. We want to hear from you. And as always, you can write to us at prayerrevolution at buckycenter.org. We love your feedback. We love your questions. Anything you want us to address or talk about on the show. We love you guys so much. Um, and also, I wanted to announce uh, Vera Budger. Is it today or next week? Vera Budger is leading a lifestyle transformation course online. You want to say something about that, Vera? What's the date? That is, uh, that's, so it's next week, uh, Tuesday, the 19th at 10 a.m. It'll go for four consecutive weeks. And, you know, you were talking about it today, Doyle. What's most important in our life? What is truly most important in our life let's get clarity about that let's create accountability around that we have a group um we, we had the, the first course we did earlier in the year i put more thought into it more energy into it to see how to make it more transformational for everybody and mm. and uh yeah actually let, let's let's focus and let's put time and energy toward what's most important in our life and let's have the support and accountability around us to do that so yeah. that is what we'll be doing for four consecutive weeks starting next tuesday you can come and join us you can go on buckycenter.org slash online let's uh yeah, go to buckycenter.org slash online. You will find it there. And um, the link for that Lifestyle Transformation course, please join us. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks so much. Love you, DG. Take care, guys. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.
Thanks so much, Mich Michelle, Anthony, Julie, AJ, Trisha. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.